Hi and welcome to the podcast. You're having tea with Alice. This week's episode is a solo episode. I'm going to be talking about the year that has passed and my plans for the year up ahead for the podcast. And obviously I would like to begin uh, with uh, just a thank you. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening. It's a, a massive deal to me that I can say things and have people listen. And at least according to some of the emails I get or many of the emails I get, that that it makes a difference to your lives. And even in a small way, that's a big deal for me. Thank you, everyone who has supported me by sharing the podcast around, by listening to it, by reviewing it nicely, by uh, by supporting me on Patreon. That's a huge thing. I'm going to make a massive effort this year to be consistent with providing rewards for my Patreon subscribers. If there is anything that you feel that you would like me to deliver on that or deliver better, email me, obviously, alicerfraser at gmail.com. I will try to uh, give you what, what you deserve or what you need or what you want from that service um, because it is such a big deal for me. One of the things that I mentioned uh, last week and I think is worth mentioning again is um, I'm really proud this year to have put out the trilogy, the Alice Fraser trilogy. It is, I mean, 90% of what I wanted it to be which doesn't it sounds like limited praise, but it was a very big thing in my head. It was a, a I, it was a, a precious. Uh, it, it was important to me to say it right, to do it right, to do it properly, and um, the fact that I was able to put my foot down and insist on it being done the way that I wanted it to be done, uh, in almost in ninety percent of instances, there were a few notable exceptions, but that I kind of stuck to my guns. And the reason that I could do that was because I've had this immense kind of boost of knowing that there are people who support my work in a very substantial and real and uh, tangible way. That, that, that there is something, you know, you can exist in this world and you can fool yourself a lot. You can, you know, no, none of your friends are going to tell you you're doing stupid things. If you ask someone if you're making a terrible mistake, most people will not tell you. Uh, there are very few people in the world that will tell you you're being an idiot or that your work is not of good quality, um, which is why reviews are always so painful. Um, but it is, it's, it's a... It's a, it's a thing to subscribe to a podcast, to listen to a podcast. It's a thing to support a podcast on Patreon. Those are, those are real-world tangible proofs that there are people who support what I do, even though what I do is not what other people do. I hope I've explained that properly, that it is such a big deal to me and that, that I appreciate it very much. It also means I don't have to do advertising in order to continue to do this work. I don't have to um, worry about about sponsors or about about commissioners or about even <laughs> I don't even have to worry about the audience to a certain extent. I can say things that are risky, knowing that there are people who will support that risk. And when I say say things that are risky, I don't mean be an asshole. I'm not interested in hurting people's feelings. I'm not interested in uh, controversy for the sake of controversy. I'm not a Milo Yiannopoulos. Um, I hope that's obvious. But, you know, I think when you look at people like Milo Yiannopoulos, he's a free, free speech advocate. 
And he has this really good point that free speech is important, but he proves that point, or he tries to prove that point, by using his speech to say deliberately outrageous things, to push the limits of free speech and reveal to people who say they support free speech that they are hypocrites, um, I think. I think that's part of what he does at any rate. Um, I don't hugely engage with his work, but I know he says uh, some reasonable things and then some deliberately just horrendous things in order to get people's hackles up. That's his publicity, that's his brand. That is not what I am trying to do. I hope that is not what I'm doing for you. Um, for me, it's the idea of finding ways to talk about sensitive and difficult topics and and refine our thinking, to take those moments where we shy away from a hard conversation. And I do that. I shy away from hard conversations. Um, in my personal life, it's a, it's a real failing. But I, I do love an intellectual conversation. I do love being able to take something outside of, you know, something that I feel very strongly about but haven't thought about why I feel very strongly about it and unpack that and, and take it apart. And that process of taking apart our assumptions and our, our feelings and, and holding ourselves to account in that way, I think it makes us better people. I think it makes us better able to, to deal with other people's strange ideas or other people's approaches to the world. I think, I think that is the way to change things with as little bloodshed as possible. We live in a world where things are reluctant to change. It's hard to change the world. It's a really hard thing. And if you can uh, soften it up a little bit by thinking about it, by talking about it, by engaging with people who are different from you or engaging with people who are similar to you and, and using that dialectic process to unpack things, I think it's a better world that we end up with. This is, again, just to warn you, this is a solo episode. This is me rambling while staring at an ironing board that is leant up against the wall. So I'm, I'm hoping this is tracking and following. Um, so so let's, let's do this in a slightly more orderly fashion. I want to talk about last year. I want to talk about next year. First of all, last year was a really good year for me. I, I did a show that was a new show. It was different from the trilogy. I wanted to you know, take a little break from very, very heavy topics and ended up talking about very, very heavy topics but less personal heavy topics. Uh, artificial intelligence, what it is to be a person, who's allowed to say what, that was ethos. And I ran that show through um, the Adelaide Festival, through Melbourne, through Sydney, through Perth and around the UK and in Edinburgh. And that's an achievement, I feel, that kind of it becomes a cycle doing these one-hour shows and you forget to think about the fact that it's actually a big deal to write an hour-long show and to, to show it to people and to have, you know, literally thousands of people come along and watch you for an hour and mostly laugh. Um, so I'm, I'm really proud of that. I'm really glad any of you who came. I'm going to try and record it, uh, film it in January for people who were not in any of those places or couldn't come to see it but still would like to see Ethos. And uh, I was very happy with that. I was so proud of the trilogy to have recorded that, to have done that. There are things I would do differently were I to do it again, but I will not do it again because I am happy with the outcome. If I were to do it again, I had a question about this the other day on Twitter. If I were to do it again, I would record it more than once. I, I pulled it out of the 
the back catalogue and did it as a three-hour show without having rehearsed it, really. I, I read through it, but I hadn't, I hadn't rehearsed it. I was doing ethos every night and I had, I had assumed that I would um, prepare better for it, given that it was so important to me. But this is the nature of who I am. I'm not great at delivering without a deadline, so I would like to have done it as a preview before I did it as a full show. I wouldn't do it split up. I wanted to do it as the three-hour show because I wanted the people who listen to the podcast to hear that process, the feeling of being in that room for three hours, the feeling of driving on with this um, endeavour, even though it was you know, tiring and exhausting, uh, for the audience as well as for me. I was surprised by how much the audience stayed with the show the whole way. I wondered, that was a big question for me, whether people would be able to laugh for three hours and and they did. Uh, you can hear it in the tape, uh, the tape, you know, the digital recording, whatever it is. Um, I did these three audible documentaries, one of which, which is already out and two of which are coming out early next year for um, the Audible Originals series. Um, I did one on meditation and neuroscience, one on habit change and one on wellness and I really really enjoyed that process. I enjoyed being asked to do it. And I liked the process of doing a documentary where you're not being asked to say anything you don't believe. And nonetheless, you can, you can explore the ideas. It's a different avenue for me. And I think doing tea with Alice has also helped me do that kind of work, knowing how to speak with people, knowing how to get them to talk about things that are um, obscure or arcane, particularly in the case of meditation that are you know, difficult to put a finger on and I was able to kind of use the skills that I've, I've gotten by doing Tea with Alice to draw people out and to get interesting points from them. People who are used to talking about an area of their expertise, um, taking them off the party line and getting, uh, I think, an unusual insight from them about their area of expertise. Um, so I wouldn't have been able to do that without this. I wouldn't have been able to do that without you. Thank you for that. Uh, what else have I done this year? I've had, you know, I've had a year. My twin brother has had a baby. I'm an aunt now. That's a really big thing. And uh, I, I'm, I'm delighted to have been sort of part of her early life and been around to help her and, and uh, pick her up when she's crying and change her nappies and do all that kind of thing. It's an immense, it's an immense um, but very ordinary thing to be able to look after a baby and um, I, I liked it a lot. Uh, that is one of the reasons why the last month or two I've been a little bit scrappy with my release schedule and that brings me on to next year where my New Year's resolution for this show, uh, my New Year's resolutions are to bring it out much more regularly to get um, increasingly high profile and interesting guests. I'm not invested in just having high profile guests. I don't think that's what this podcast is about because ordinary non-famous people have really interesting ideas as well and I think that's really important and underrated to talk to people who don't have a public life, who aren't necessarily used to representing themselves in public and talking to them and exploring their ideas. Um, so, but, but that said, I have uh, one super, um, I, look, I, I would say his name, super cool guest coming up in January. I would say his name, except that we've been trying to organise it for a couple of months now and he hasn't been able to manage it, so I'm hoping that will come through. 
Um, I am also going to do a few more sort of segments, have a s not not a less free flowing conversation, but to have a few uh, a few more segments. I want to talk about not just what people are wrestling with, and what they would like people to think about. Uh, but also, I, I want to focus a little bit this year on something that I've been thinking a lot about recently, which is looking at the different, the different factors that play into any one thing, that there's never just one thing that explains everything, that everything is more complicated than it seems when you look at it. And uh, I want to kind of break down that a little bit more in my thinking and in the people that I speak with. Uh, what else? What else? Oh yes, I'm going to be a little bit better about plugging my shop online, which is at my website. Obviously, I, I sell merch. My my friend Sarah in Adelaide makes um, a lot of my merch, and I'm very bad at plugging it. I'm not great at plugging myself, uh, even though it's my job in many ways. I'm not. I'm. I always feel a little bit reluctant to do that. Uh, but there is merch available, and if that's the kind of thing you want, you should know about it, and I will be better about telling you when I have things on, thing, gigs that are coming up. And, uh, you know, for example, tonight I'm doing a gig at uh, in Archway in London at Aces and Eights. It's called the Troy Club, and it starts at 7.30. So I'll probably be releasing this podcast about an hour before that, but if you're in North London... You should come to that. I'm going to try and be better about plugging that. I'm also doing the Soho show with Andy Zaltzman, Andy Zaltzman's Certifiable History at uh, the Soho Theatre. And that's, every, uh, that's I think we've got three more nights, second, third, fourth and fifth of January. So that's four more nights. And that's at 9.30. Come along, say hello. I've had already had a few people coming and saying hello, and it's it's always lovely. That's a lot of fun because I get to be extremely silly in the show. I am just the sidekick, and so I just get to say whatever I want, really. And it's a lot of fun. I play a horrible old uh, lady, and I feel like maybe that is who I was born to be. That's a joke. I I hope I'm not a horrible old lady when I get to be an old lady. Uh, look, this is again still talking to a an ironing board. Um, I want to say one thing, which is uh, that I've been wrestling with. I was asked this also on Twitter the other day, what have you been wrestling with? And that is my own sort of lack of polish, maybe, uh, that I'm not necessarily as smooth as I would like to be in all situations. But I think... I think sometimes that's something that I like about myself in my in my performance or in doing something like this. I'm not I'm not the most polished um, speaker, or I don't um, script my speech, it, particularly in instances like like this where I am just talking to you, and so you can hear all of my hesitation. You can hear all of my um, half-formed thoughts. So let me know if that's something that you would like to see less of or more of in the year to come. Um, so to kind of make up for having been a little bit scrappy, I'm going to put out a bunch of podcasts in the first week of January to kind of get the year off to a good start, corral a bunch of guests in and maybe put up some of the episodes that uh, I didn't do a great job of and therefore didn't put up. Um, I might make the effort to edit them down and, and bring out the bits of them that, that were good and interesting and worthwhile. 
what else did I want to say? New Year's resolutions for this podcast, um, better Patreon delivery, um, more consistent, good quality guests, um, editing stuff. Thank you so much to Ben Wren, who's been doing some sound mixing on these for the last month. Um, that is an incredible thing because it's not something that I'm trained in and I'm always worried that I've done it wrong and that uh, the things that I do on my computer that sound good on my computer are not what sound good to you. And that's one of the reasons why if you go back into the back catalogue, there's a lot of episodes that are very quiet because I had a computer that had really good speakers so I didn't want it to go out very loud and <laughs> that was a problem. So I'm going to... Um, do that. Make sure that the sound quality is good. Make sure it comes out more regularly. Make sure the guests are high quality and excellent and uh, deliver more things for my Patreon subscribers because if nothing else, this year has revealed to me how much you have given to me, not just money and not just the opportunity to talk to the subscribers who I speak with on Skype. Email me if you, if you do want to have a chat in the next few weeks. Um, not just that, but just the feeling that it gives me of confidence in what I'm doing and the ability to move forward with confidence with things that, to be honest, other people didn't think would work. The trilogy did work. It was listed as, the, as one of the editor's choices, the Apple editor's choice for the podcast editors, whoever they are, the people who edit, <laughs> the editor's choice for 2018 for Australian podcast. They put out a little list, the trilogy was on it, and that was, you know, arbitrary award aside, that was incredible. That was a really wonderful thing. That was, it was nice to know that I wasn't just delusional and, and that I had confidence in that was due to you. Am I getting really sappy? I'm getting really sappy. I'm not going to um, do that anymore. It's making me feel uncomfortable. It's probably making you feel uncomfortable. Um, Twitter me... At, at alliterative, A-L-I-T-E-R-A-T-I-V-E. Recommend me guests, people that you want uh, me to speak to. I would love that. Um, you can do that on, on Twitter as well if they have that or email me again, alicerfraser at gmail.com or on Patreon. You can always message me. It's been a delight of a year. It really has. It's been hard and interesting and good and I appreciate your presence in my life. You're having tea with Alice. I'll see you next week.
do you know? Oh, do you not? This top is mistress that we have got. Elsie Thompson, it is her name, and she helps the doffers at every frame. Lolly rifle, doll, lolly rifle day. On Monday morning, when she comes in, she hangs her coat on the highest pin. Turns around for to view her frames, crying, damn you, doffers, cry up your ends. Lolly rifle, doll, lolly rifle day. And when the boss, he looks round the door, tie your ends up, doffers, he will roar. Well, tie our ends up, we surely do, for Elsie Thompson, but not for you. Lolly rifles all, lolly rifle day. Oh, Elsie Thompson is going away, is it tomorrow or yet today? We'll tie our ends up and leave our frames and wait for Elsie to return again. Lolly rifles all, lolly rifles all.